0: You're listening to a Dallas Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Dallas sports experience. Hello everyone and welcome once again to another edition of Rangers Nation's podcast. From Dallas Sports Nation, that's DallasSportsNation.com. This is another edition of Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the recliner nerd, John Moore. Today, well, it's here folks. It's Woody's world. This is Woody's world. Woody, the... Nickname of new Texas Rangers manager, Chris Woodward. Rangers had a press conference today and introduced Chris Woodward. For those that have followed me or read anything I've written, this wasn't at first my first choice at all. Obviously, I've said I'll get behind anybody the Rangers hire, and i got to be honest with you. I watched the entire press conference today, and... uh, I think I figured out what was going on here. This was the guy. Um, I, I'm, I'm impressed. Now I'm impressed. Now I'm a, I'm a Rangers homer. That's why I do this. So it's very obvious for me that I'm going to get behind it. But I got to tell you something. Uh, the guy impressed me. Um, I think that I think John Daniels. It sounds like Daniels had this uh, on his mind for a while. I think that that was somebody he was looking to target. Um, for those that don't know about Woodward, he. Played parts of about twelve seasons in the major leagues. He's been the, the the Los Angeles Dodgers third base coach for the last three years. He did manage in the uh, World Baseball Classic. I think it was New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand. That he managed. He's managed some minor league ball. Uh, when his career ended in two thousand twelve, I believe when he retired, uh, the Mariners hired him. He did some uh, field coordinating for them. Ended up doing a little bit of managing, like I said in the World World Baseball Classic um was uh thought to be going back to the Mariners in 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 managing minor leagues, but the the uh, Dodgers hired him on their big league staff and uh, he wasn't just a third base coach. I mean I, he did a lot of analytics. you could see there's a lot of video of him um, uh, you know he had pinned a pad sitting there uh, talking with players between innings doing that. I mean I th- this guy's impressive. I think that uh, Daniels has had his eye on this guy um for a while um I, I mean anyone that knows me know that i was uh, my first choice was either jace tingler or joe espada that's who i wanted at first uh, At when the first names came out they first started interviewing people that that was the the two that i i've always had a high uh that, that, that held a high place for me was tingler and uh espada brandon hyde was another one he was the bench coach for the 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 Cubs, of course, a uh, spot as the bench coach for the Astros, and Tingler's with the uh, the Rangers now. Now it looks like Tingler's going to stay on the staff, um, which is great. I think this guy's a future major league manager. Um, it it would not bother me at all if he stayed as the bench coach. Um, he did that for the last ten games, but I don't think that's going to happen. If you watch the uh, if you watched what they did today with the uh, press conference, uh, Woody. Uh, kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, he, look, he's learning some of this too on the job. He, he's, this is first time to be a manager, a major league manager, uh, which I, we've all kind of felt that's the way that the Rangers were going to go. They were going to get a first time manager. Um, that, uh, that's why Wakamatsu, who did interview, um, I, I did not, I wanted to see him go with a first time manager. Um, but, uh, Woodward's uh Woody, I'm gonna call him Woody. That's his nickname. Uh, you know, we've had Wash, and then we had Banny, and now we got Woody. Um I can't help when you think of Woody, you kinda think of either uh, you know, you're thinking of the the kids' show, the Pixar movie, what is that? The uh Toy Story. But uh anyway, I look I was impressed and this guy seems legit. I, I really like him. Um, you know, when 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 all of this started, John Daniels took his time. We everyone kinda Thought you know, they were, everyone was making predictions. Those first round of interviews happened. I think everybody thought Joe Girardi might be someone. Then he said no, he was going to go back to to being an analyst. And then um, you know, Rocco Bedelli, uh got hired by the Twins, who was never on my radar. I didn't want Girardi either. Um, you know my, my big name that kind of came out of nowhere that kind of jumped in and that I put even above Tingler and Espada for a little bit was Stubby Clapp. I wrote a whole story about Stubby, and uh, I I love the guy. I mean, look, I, I still wish we'd have gotten Stubby. You know, he was a uh, he was a he's going to be the third base coach now for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. He he was drafted and in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Uh, for years. He was very popular. I saw him play when he was with uh, with the Memphis Redbirds. He managed Memphis last two years. Won the PCL Championship, which is the World Series for AAA. Won that the last two years back-to-back. First time that's happened for Memphis ever. Um, and then uh, that's, that's impressive to do that with a minor league roster since minor league rosters aren't in your control. Uh, big league clubs Play with the rosters and move players around to get either rehab assignments done or move kids up. So you know that's that was impressive. That meant he knew what he was doing. But uh, Cardinals didn't let him out of their organization. So I, I once once I was really on board. I wrote the story about Stubby, and then like the next day, the Cardinals uh, hired him as the first base coach, uh, third base coach. Excuse me. Um, so they they immediately brought him up. And so now he's got a full-time gig in the major leagues. Um, but uh, the, I went right back to my, my two top choices. That was Tingler and Espada uh, with Brandon Hyde a, a, a really close second. Um, that's not where Daniels was going. That's not what he was thinking. I mean, it's, it's very obvious now that either they weren't impressive. Um, it doesn't matter what I think. And which was very obvious that it doesn't matter what I think as a fan, but uh, it seems to me that, you know, when he said that, look, we're going to wait till after the World Series, uh, Daniels had told Evan Grant that I believe, you know, we're going to, he, he did let him know, look, we're not going to make a decision till after the World Series. It's kind of customary not to, to uh, have any breaking news during the World Series. Uh, it, you kind of thought it was about that, that he didn't want to, maybe they had someone in mind that they wanted to target, but They were not going to make an announcement during the World Series. Well, it turns out um, he had a couple more people on his mind, and maybe just one. Um, We never heard about him. Uh, Word started spreading that there might be a couple more people we wanted to talk to that were in the World Series. That was uh, Then it started circulating that third base coach for the Dodgers, Chris Woodward, who ended up getting the job. Also, Ron uh, Renneke, the the bench coach for the Red Sox. And uh, from what I understand uh, never got interviewed. So, uh, it's, it looks like Daniels, um, just went after Woodward. That's who he wanted. Um, and, and Woodward was impressive today. Um, I really liked everything I heard today. If you don't know a lot about the guy, I mean, he played, wow, he played parts of, uh, parts of 12 years in the major leagues, was drafted in like the 56th round or something out of a, out of a, uh, Little junior college. He told the story today. It's a pretty interesting story. If you need, you need to watch that video of him. He was pretty personable. I liked it. Uh, he uh, apparently p- grew up in Covina, California, and that's where Michael Young grew up. They're about the same age. They never went to school together, but either played together or against each other in a lot of little league and high school ball. Did all of that against. They knew each other well. Both of them were drafted by the Blue Jays um, and in the Blue Jays system. But ironically enough, they never played on the same team in the Blue Jays organization. Uh, You know, uh, Michael, obviously uh, young had the better career um, with, you know, he's a, surefire. He's a Texas Ranger Hall of Famer. He's borderline Hall of Fame. He, he won't get into Hall of Fame for the Major League Baseball, but you know, borderline, I mean, he was good enough. He's thought of as a star player. He was an all-star and all of that. Um, Chris Woodward never was. Um, he was a utility guy, played all over. Uh, my understanding is he's played every position in the major leagues, except pitcher and catcher. So, I mean, he was versatile and moved around a lot, went all over the place. And that, that's impressive. I like that. I, I um, he knows a lot about, uh, you know, every position he, he, he was a hitting instructor for a while. So, um, I think the next thing that we all, you know, obviously we're looking at, at, uh, free agency right now. And, and cause that's opened up, I, you know, obviously, you know, we made the trade with, uh, well, the the Cubs did pick up the option for, uh, Cole Hamels, which, you know, I thought it was going to save us six million dollars. It did, but part of the thing that they, the Rangers made a little bit of a shrewd move there, depending on who the players to be named later are. But uh, you know, they the Cubs needed to clear a little space on their uh, with money, and so they traded us Drew Smiley, who used to pitch for Tampa Bay. I mean, he was a good pitcher. Um, he's been hurt, but he's he's on the came back, he, he's been about a year and a half off Tommy John surgery, came back right at the end of the year this year and pitched a little bit of minor league ball, but they kept him on the 60-day DL, did not bring him back. They thought they might have him ready to go before the playoffs, but he just didn't, he wasn't quite ready. should be ready for spring training. And if he's anything like he's been before, look, he's going to enter the season in the p- rotation. He'll be one of the starters in the rotation. Right now, we're not looking, I mean, could he be a number one? Probably not. Uh, he wasn't projected a number one back then. But anybody can turn into a, num- a number one. I mean, Dallas Kackle did it. He doesn't throw but 90 miles an hour. And he's turned into a number one before before Verlander came over. And uh, so it's possible. But uh, so free agency's done. We got a new pitch. We're going to watch what's going on there. The staff. I mean, look, Woody has, uh, you know, he said he thought a couple of uh, – of, uh, Coaches now would remain with the staff. Um, I really think that they are going to uh, try to convince Wakamatsu to stay. I thought Walk wouldn't stay. I really thought he interviewed for the for the job. He didn't get the job. Um, uh, you know, unless unless nobody else is trying to hire him, then maybe they do. Maybe he will stay. Um, but I, I didn't think so. I thought maybe that pride would get in the way, and he, he might not stay. Uh, but it, but they seem to be leaning that way, and from what I'm gathering, a lot of the sports riders are thinking Walk is going to be the bench coach again. Um, but Tingler's going to be on the staff. I mean, they they are saying that Tingler will be there. I don't know what Tingler will be for the for the team, but um, I like it that he's in the organization. I would love to see him be a bench coach um, personally. Everybody else, well, we know Iapochi's gone, so we need a new hitting coach. Uh, they haven't said anything about brocale. Um, I personally think if you bring in a new manager, I think it's time to clean house. Um, I like Boo, I like Bouchelle, I like uh, you know, I, I like all of them. But uh, you know, this is this is uh Woody's team now. He needs to bring in who he's comfortable with. And you know, uh, look, Banny Banny came in and promoted from within. Um, he did like. He, he, he liked that because that's what happened with, with him over in the Pittsburgh organization. So, uh, you know, it really um, depends on what, what he wants to do. He doesn't he, – he's never played in this organization. He's going to be the first Texas Ranger manager uh, ever to have played in the ballpark in Arlington. So he has played there for opposing teams. Um, and – so it's 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 kind of interesting. I'm glad Woody's here. Uh, the GM meetings are coming up in a couple of days. Um, I hope that there's you know we'll start seeing stuff coming out uh, pretty quickly about um, the coaching staff. So I hope that gets out pretty quick. Um, more about Woody. Uh, you know, um, this guy is. Uh, I, some of the stuff I was impressed with what he said today, I mean look, he said he was a guy that that uh, uh that if, if you watch the press conference at all, his main thing w he 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 wasn't a guy that was was arrogant, in other words, you know he was willing to listen to anyone he thought putting good people around him and and not being even though he's the final word, having people around him that he can lean on to you know to help him with decisions. He said, look, I'm, I've not been a major league manager. I'm going to be learning as we go. I think that's what I've said all along. I wanted with the young team that we have, I wanted a young manager to come in and kind of grow up with these kids. And that's what I wanted to see. And it certainly sounds like he's that way. I mean, he's not arrogant. He, You know, and he's he's basically loved where he went. He, he, he talked about when he realized this was going to happen – and that he was going to uh, get the job that he had some tearful goodbyes with some uh, Dodger players that he w- had gotten very close to. And, uh, and that's important. I wrote, I've written an article that I'm, I'm working on right now. It's probably going to come out Wednesday uh, about, uh, about being a coach. Uh, and I've written it up from a perspective. It's a personal perspective and what I'd like to see happen with Woody. It's, it's basically kind of an ode to me. Uh, Not not that y'all care about me, but I've been a Little League uh, football and baseball coach for many years, started years ago, and coached my very last game as a coach uh, Saturday. My youngest child is – I haven't coached him in baseball in a while, but I I started coaching – 25 years ago I was coaching select baseball. It was kind of new and helped some friends out, was coaching that. Coached some other friends who had – um, wrecked baseball, did some basketball coaching. Um, but b- football and baseball were kind of basically what I did. And for the last four years I've coached, my youngest son got into football. Um, I haven't coached him in baseball in a couple years. He's got a team he's playing on, uh, but, uh, football I've, I've been coaching him and he's a sixth grader. So his, uh, his year's over, and uh, we we lost our playoff game Saturday, and uh, that was the last team I'm ever going to coach. I'm going to be a fan now. The way I am for the Rangers, I'm going to be a fan for my kids, and, uh, you know, I kind of had a perspective at what I'm writing about, what I hope for Woody compared to what the way I felt after the game. It was emotional. I went up to my youngest son, and uh, he was taking a shoulder pad. This kid doesn't say a word, guys. It's really funny. He's great kid he's funny got a great personality doesn't really he's kind of dry but reserved he's never cried over a loss in any game um you know it, never any of that he, you can see he's frustrated but he doesn't cry and uh so i'm telling the team that i you know loved them all and that i was it was an honor to coach him this year and my youngest is over on the side and i walk over to him pulls his shoulder pads off and I grabbed him in a big old bear hug. Now this is a boy that doesn't normally get, uh, you know, very emotional about anything. And just, uh, I was choked up a little bit. I will admit it. And I was a little choked up and said, Hey buddy, you know, I love you. It's been fun coaching you all these years. It's been a pleasure and an honor to coach you all these years. And, uh, he, uh, did something that'll, live with me the rest of my life and uh, well I'll always remember and he wrapped his arms around me and he buried that head right in my shoulder and just started bawling and I'll tell you what so did dad I started bawling too and it you know it told me one thing it really did it meant that all these years without ever saying a word that he really loved me being on the field with him and he appreciated it well that right there is what I think translates over to a great Manager, coach of any sport, right there. Loving your play. Look, look, my son. I obviously love my son more than any of the other kids, but I loved every kid I've ever coached. I always have. Um, I try to follow with them. Uh, some of the first kids I ever coached are now married with kids, and but you hear that with winning. That's what I want for Woody with winning, and 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 getting out there. Um, you know, winning coaches when you talk to their former players from a coach that's got a winning tradition they always talk about that semi-father son relationship that they had with the guy and the respect they had the respect they commanded from the guy that commanded and how you know maybe even a coach that came across real gruff or grumpy or whatever Belichick's one that comes across as a total jerk to everyone but the players talk about how personable and he's really loves his players and he he really has a bond with his players that's what good managers do and good coaches do and that's what you know hearing woody say that he cried leaving the dodgers got teary-eyed with the Dodgers really kind of resonated with me, especially what happened this weekend and that I'll never coach another ball game again, which is, look, there's no comparison for major league and, uh, you know, college coaching, major league coaching, football coaching compared to little league coaching. I mean, there's nothing that compares to that. But, you know, that that's the emotional aspect of it, of what you put into the players. And what you hope for them as they go forward, that's what I want to see with Woody. I want Woody to be a guy. Look, I liked Bannister. Wash was more of that guy than I think Bannister was. Wash was really well-loved by his players. Banny, who would fight for his players, apparently there was some disconnect where he was not communicating well. And, uh, you know, I loved what Woody was saying today about that. He's like, look, you know – you know, people will make mistakes and, and will make mistakes, but the problem is every time that you are going up, it's not about personal gain. You've got to be going up there looking to, uh, you know, we want to be an exciting team and every play think that we got a shot to make something happen positive. And it doesn't mean we're trying to, you know, you know, he, he wants us to expect to be World Series contenders. Reality says no. We probably aren't World Series contenders, but – Let's, let me tell you what, any team can play to their potential. That's a reason they're in their major league players. Any team can play to their potential, and any team can surprise anyone. Are there Texas Rangers going to the World Series? I wouldn't bet a dollar in Vegas they're going to the World Series because, no, they're not. They're, they're probably the fourth or fifth best team in the American League West. But could they? It's not impossible. Yeah, it almost seems, but no, they could get on a streak. They could get hot. Those young kids could come together and, and turn it in. So, I mean, this is a growing year. I'm excited now. I'm so excited to see the staff get together with these kids, whatever roster we've got, get to spring training. I want to see – What we have, and I'm looking so forward to the Rangers season this year with Woody at the helm. I I mean, look, he's he's skyrocketed to the top for me. He was not on my radar, but he was obviously on John Daniels' radar. Michael Young loves the guy. They've been bantering back and forth on it, so I am super excited about it. He had another. He's going to wear number eight, and that's to me. I wore number eight all through high school. My youngest, my oldest son wore number eight for the years. He played sport. He wasn't a very big athlete, but played sports, and I coached him going up. Uh, he wore eight because his old man did. But, uh, But Woody's reason for wearing number eight was touching. I mean, it really was. So in all his years of playing ball, professional ball, he's never got to wear number eight. But in high school he did, and his coach was Tom Quinley. And Tom Quinley was his high school, coached him a little bit before high school, but coached him through high school. And his coach always wore number eight because Yogi Berra was his favorite player and he was a big Yankee fan. And so Woody would wear number eight. And so there'd be a player number eight and the third base coach number eight every year that he played. And in his professional career, eight was always taken everywhere he went. He never played in the big leagues number eight. Anywhere he got here, number eight was open. He took number eight. And then he had a cute – I mean, he had a very touching story. Not cute, but touching story about it in the fact that he said that that uh, um, Quinley had lung cancer and just passed away. And uh, and so Woody's getting to honor him by wearing number eight. He's never got to wear number eight. and he's It's always been his favorite number. And for the first time in his big league career, which is will be as a big league manager now, even though he played 12 years in the major leagues, he's going to get to wear number eight. And I, that's – that's touching and that's very cool. And I'm very happy for him. I can't wait to, to see what we do. Um, this, this podcast today is going to be a little bit abbreviated because it's Woody's world and that's why we were going to do it. So, um, um, uh, there's not much more to get into. We'll have some more of these coming up. Um, I wanted to do a Q and a, uh, but there wasn't a lot of activity on that. And I know that some people are still trying to find us, but if you want to do a Q and a, um, i you can go to, um, uh, Twitter. My Twitter is uh, at jmmore912, um, and you can ask any questions, and I'll answer them on a podcast or in a, in, in any article I write, uh, blogging for Dallas Sports Nation for the uh, for uh, the Rangers Nation uh, part of that, and uh, or um, go to uh, at Rangers Nations Dow. That's the the Rangers Nation, uh, Dallas uh, Rangers Nation. Uh, Twitter account account is Rangers Nation Dal at Rangers Nation Dal, or you could do at Dal Sports Nation, and that's the Dallas Sports Nation Twitter account. Any of those Twitter accounts, uh, get on there, do the hashtag Ask the Recliner um, Any questions? I'll be happy to 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 answer them and do q and A. Q&A. And once we start getting some responses and know some people want to do that, I'll try to find those answers for you. But uh, let's wrap this thing up tonight, guys. I appreciate everyone that listened. It's an abbreviated version. I'll try to make these a little longer, but wanted to get on here and talk about uh, Woody and Chris Woodward and uh, being hired as the new Rangers manager. He was introduced today. It was an exciting time. Uh, So, guys, uh, I'm going to sign off. This is uh, the Recliner Nerd from uh, Dallas uh, Dallas Sports Nation, uh, Rangers Nation's podcast. Going to sign off today. You guys have a good one. Thanks for listening. Like I say at the end of every one of my stories, nerd out.